Welcome back to this week's edition of The Rangers Report, where me and Andy Sinton will break down the trip to Southampton. We speak to Morgan Fox, Gareth Ainsworth, as well as looking ahead to the trip to Middlesbrough. This is The Rangers Report. So since we're here at Heston, a new location, a new room, the boardroom this time, a few big decisions we made in here, have been made in here already, haven't they? Uh, yeah, not, not by us. <laughs> um, but uh, that's a lovely, that's a lovely room. It's just a fantastic complex that every time I come, I see something different every day. It's, uh, it's, a, brilliant, uh, it's a brilliant environment for the group to work in. And we're overlooking the pitches as preparations for the trip to the Riverside to get underway for Saturday. Another tough game, which we'll touch on later on, but just look, ahead, look back on Saturday, first of all. And in the end, it was disappointing, but positive to take from St Mary's, wasn't it? Yeah, lots of positives. Um, I think um, everyone, including myself, went away uh, enthused by the performance and what we saw. Um, Unfortunately, we lost the game, which is the, the, the one key factor. We, we need to stop being unlucky if, uh, if everyone thinks we're unlucky. Um, but yeah, stacks to, stacks to be pleased with, uh, to build on. I thought, you know, going to Southampton, they're always going to try and dominate the ball. I thought our shape um, was good. Tactically, we were set up really, really well. Um, disappointing to lose the first goal because I didn't think we were in any trouble uh, before that. Pleasing thing for me was once we went behind, we we came back immediately. Uh, great to see Jack Cole back, you know, first of all, start a game, get his first goal for the club, get us back on a level pegging. Then I thought from then till half time, it was us in the ascendancy. Uh, certainly the first 15 minutes of the second half, I thought we were brilliant. And it was probably at that time when we were so much on top that we needed to um, to get that second goal to put us in front. Unfortunately, we didn't for a number of reasons, and uh, then we got hit with a sucker punch by a, a striker who's gone for a lot of money. It shows you, give him a, give him a yard or so in the box, and he'll punish you. So, uh, so yeah, really disappointing, but a different feel from some of the games that we've been bitten. So, uh, it's a lot to build on. It was nice to hear the the Sinton scream back on QPR Plus when Jack Colback's goal went in. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good moment for Jack. I'm sure Jack's very experienced. He'll probably say, you know, what he'd rather score if we if it was a meaningful goal, as in gets us a result. But uh, now, good for him. Great to see him start. Um, I think he's going to be um, key for us as the season goes along. You know, his experience and know-how, tenacity, uh, his passing range, and he'll get the odd goal. I remember, he scored a similar one against Coupier. Few seasons ago, uh, at the school end to get uh, to get Notts Forest a point very very late in the game. So uh, uh, pleased for him, but unfortunately it wasn't uh, it wasn't a goal that got us a, a positive result. And we have to mention the supporters, the 2,800 QPR fans that made the trip, and everyone knows the trouble that there was. The journey wasn't the most easiest one to Southampton, was it? Uh, our fans. Absolutely amazing, you know, to travel in those sort of numbers, to make the amount and the the amount of noise that they made throughout, uh, to stay with the team, to get behind the team, to urge the team on. I thought they they were immense, and 
I've said it time and time again, never take your support for granted. I think the support over recent seasons is, um, has been superb. So any fans who come, any fans who are watching, listening, you know, thanks for that support. Keep that support, keep with the boys, keep with the team, keep with the club, and hopefully uh, we can build on performances together like that. And at full time, the appreciation that they showed and the players showed towards them highlighted the positives, as you mentioned, that we yeah. can take from St Mary's. Yeah, fans feed off what they see and players can feed off what they hear and see. It's a two-way street, but the first job is for the players to enthuse the fans who are watching, whether that's home and away. And we've had some games where the players have copped some criticism and probably uh, quite rightly so. But, uh, you know, Cardiff, just looking at the league games now, Cardiff, uh, Ipswich uh, the week before at home and certainly Saturday at Southampton. I think the fans can see what the players are, are given, trying to do. And I think it, um, it augurs well for, for future games, weeks, months ahead. But I'll counter that. We've got to stop being unlucky. And after the Southampton performance, someone that's impressed since his move here at Loftus Road has been Morgan Fox. And we caught up with the defender here at Heston. So Morgan, you've been at QPR here now a few weeks. What's your time been like so far? Been good, I think. Um, straight in at the deep end in terms of games. Um, you know, that's the best, the best thing for me really is to get out there and play as much as possible. Um, the atmosphere's good around the place now. I think a few good performances and obviously just waiting for those results to come now as well. You mentioned the results. Obviously your debut was the Watford game. It was a, arguably an afternoon to forget, but since then, performances have gradually improved, haven't they? Yeah, definitely. I think um, in terms of Watford, especially myself, you know, I, I probably wasn't ready to play. Um, and that, that was partly a little bit of, you know, I didn't have a pre-season anywhere. I'd only trained a couple of days here. Um, so, yeah, but that was, you know, I just want to be on the pitch every week. Um, I, if you ask me again now, I'd say I want to play again. So um, that's just how I am. But I think if you look after that, um, we've really prepared well. Um, you know, some, we went through the Watford game in, in good detail and, you know, I think we've changed a little bit from what we were to, to where we are now and we've got something in place that seems to be working. Um, like I said, we just need those results and um, over the season, you know, these performances, they balance out. If we keep playing the way that we are, we know those results will come. And one of them factors has been yourself and your partnership with Steve Cook in the defence. Is that something that you're Growing on, pleased to be working with someone like Steve as well. Yeah, definitely. I think someone of his experience, you look at how many times in the Premier League he's played and even in the Championship as well. It can only be good you know, for me and for, for others in the team as well. Um, that presence that he's, that he's got in, you know, in the middle of our defence. Um, a leadership role as well. Um, Asmir behind us as well. You know, it's, there's, there's plenty about and um, I think it's a good base to have. Um, especially when you've got the boys at the top of the pitch who can win a game on their own most weeks. Um, we've just got to make sure that we're solid at the back. And the last game, Southampton, what was sort of your takeaway from it? The fans and everyone sort of had a positive takeaway, but yeah. what was yours? Personally? Yeah, I think positive, but at the same time, you know, I was, I was super frustrated. Um, you know, the fact that we're playing well and we're coming away from Southampton, one of the probably favourites to go up. You look at the transfer fees that they've had in, the parachutes and all. It all adds up. Um, to come away frustrated there is a massive positive, I suppose, if you spin it like that. Um, but we wanted to win, and you know, we should have 
come away with at least a point. You know, we possibly could have took all three. Um, so I think you know it's a good frustration to have, but we can't be satisfied with playing well and losing. And we go to Middlesbrough this weekend. Again, a long it's a long trip, but that sort of signals the end of the first half quarter of the season where you want to break it yeah. down before the international break. Yeah, I think like you say, there's a break after it. Um, so it's important that we go into that off the back of a good result. You know, again, we want to play well, that's fine, but at the end of the day, it comes down to the result and that's what we're going there for. And for you personally, the international break, a call up to the Wales squad must be a, a nice feeling and a highlight the period that you've had here at QPR and the start you've made. Definitely, yeah. I think I got involved again in the Wales setup towards the end of last season over the summer. So to come here, play games and you know, the first opportunity this season to be called up and involved um, is really good, yeah. And uh, wish everyone that's travelling to Middlesbrough good luck and cheers, Morgan. Nice one, thank you very much. So since Morgan's move to QPR, it came about in the summer and after his debut at Watford, which was one arguably to forget for everyone that day, he's just got better and better, hasn't he? Yeah, no, I think so. First of all, you know, um, Morgan experienced uh, lots of games at this sort of level, uh, versatile, as in he can play across the, the the back three, four or five, whatever you want to call it. You know that's just numbers. He can play in a, a couple of a uh, couple of those positions, left footed, so it gives you balance. You know he signed at a point where I think he was a little bit behind, so he missed a chunk of pre-season. Didn't play in the behind closed doors game at Reading. Uh, didn't play at Oxford, which probably um, speeded up his introduction into the first team, played at Watford, played on the right of a back four, which if you ask Morgan, probably want to play on the left of a back four or he settled into the left of a five. Um, we know what we got at Watford, that wasn't just down to any one player or anything, uh, but since then, went to Cardiff, went with a different shape, coincides with Steve Cook being signed, Morgan to the left of him in a back three, back five, and uh, I think his performances have been really steady and I think he'll grow and hopefully that experience and know-how uh, and quality will be invaluable for us over the course of the season. Can you put a price on experience and that know-how and versatility? Like we mentioned, the players we brought in, you can kind of argue all of them have got a bit of that, haven't they? Well, they've got a lot of it, you know, all been around the block, they'll have all, all seen different scenarios, different situations. Um, they will learn from people that they've played alongside as they were growing into their into their careers. Um, I'm sure they'll all have a voice, both in private in the dressing room and certainly out on the pitch where it's key. So, uh, so yeah. But Morgan's uh, he settled in really, really well along with the others, and uh, I think there's more to come from him and the group and the team as we get into um, the games that lie ahead. And the game that lies ahead before the international break is Middlesbrough. They've had a, if we reflect on them, a very odd start to the season, considering how impressive they were last year under Michael Carrick. Yeah, well, when Michael came in last year, they, they were phenomenal, got themselves in the playoffs, just came up short, I think losing to Coventry. Um, highly tipped by many to be in and around the, 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 the mix again, including myself. Um, having said that, to lose Akbon, who got 28 goals, I think any team that loses that amount of goals is is going to struggle. They also lost uh, Ramsey and Archer, who were there on loan, who added goals. And we saw the amount of money that they've now gone exactly. for as well. It so that's going to that's going to take replacing. But you know, I've seen a few of the highlights. I've watched Michael being interviewed. I think he's been relatively, relatively happy with the performances from his team. I see they won in the cup, uh, scoring a couple of late goals where 
to really young players who I rate highly. Um, Morgan Rogers and McGree came off the bench to, to score. So, um, so yeah, I, I, they started shakily, conceded nine goals. You know, they lost three nil at Coventry. They lost four, conceded four at the weekend. Um, but yeah, be a be a tough game. But I think what we I'm, I'm from that neck of the woods. I'm a bit further north Newcastle. But I think the first 15 minutes we go there, um, and knowing their crowd, I think we keep the crowd quiet. We give nothing. Of, I would like to think we start the game really solid. We give absolutely nothing away, and uh, you'll gradually start to hear because of the start that they've had. That crowd slightly get on their backs, and can we can we use that to our benefit? So when the game kicks off at the Riverside, what would you expect from both sides? I would expect Middlesbrough to come out the traps and then start fast, um, yeah, feed on the atmosphere within the stadium because at the start that crowd will be right behind them, um, and that's where I think the the onus is on us. I think to you know kill that kill that atmosphere. I played in dressing rooms where managers will say, you know, keep the crowd quiet. If you keep the crowd quiet, that's a good thing, uh, certainly in the opening 15, 20 minutes. But we're going to have to be ready. We're going to have to be at it. We're going to have to um, know what they're going to throw at us because they've got some quality players right throughout their side. And um, we're going to, like we did at Southampton, try and impart our qualities on them. And let's hope we can get a, a, a positive result. We caught up with manager Gareth Ainsworth, who gave his thoughts ahead of the trip to Middlesbrough. Well, Gareth, despite last Saturday ending defeat at Southampton, there was plenty of positivity given the performance. How important is it that we follow that up with a result at Middlesbrough now? Yeah, like, I can't stress how pleased I was with the boys. Just finish those chances because um, you deserve something out of that game. Russell Martin was very... Magnanimous is it the word? On the, afterwards in the in the press and saying, um, you know, QPR deserves something. Um, I think he was he was correct in that. I think we probably deserved all three points at one stage. You know, we we, uh, we had those chances in front of the away fans who were brilliant. By the way, thank you so much for your support. You were awesome. Um, really got behind the boys and they felt it. They felt it on that day and and we we drowned out twenty seven thousand Southampton fans. You know, which was brilliant to hear. So. Uh, no, it's a it's a great performance. Uh, the difference after the game was the boys were devastated. They hadn't won a game, whereas in previous years they're probably devastated because they lost a the game. Not having won a game, it's a really different feeling, and they feel like they deserve something. They feel it's coming. Um, yeah, some real good performances on that day, and uh, I'm really looking forward to Middlesbrough now. Although, again, another game away from home, it's hard. You know, this this start has been hard with the away games and and the pitch. Obviously, just we're protecting that, so we can hammer it, and uh, and we've got some home games coming, which is great. But um, I think looking at Coventry last year and their start was very similar, you know. And, uh, but they went on to do great things, and uh, and I'm I'm positive that we uh, we can start winning some games and, and climbing this table. International break coming up. Are you, are you pleased to see the break, or would you rather have another game next week, given where performances are going? I'm pleased to see the break if all my players were here and just staying, and, and we could just monitor them, ramp them up for the Sunderland game, but um, we have about 10 called up, you know. Um, I think uh, Ken, Stevie and Ozzy going long ways and, and you know, Lyndon, Sinclair's and Ilias's and I mean, there's, there's a lot called up, you know. There's, 
there's a, and, and we should be proud of that. You know, playing for your country is such a big thing. I, I, I'm, you know, I, was, I was never lucky enough to do it, but um, wow, I'll never stop anyone doing that. That's a really big thing and, uh, and they should be proud and QPR should be proud of them. Please boys, come back fit and healthy because uh, we need you, you know, we definitely do. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they get on. Um, I won't be traveling anywhere to watch anyone, but um, in the day of uh, technology, you can you can watch more or less all of it. On, uh, but I'll just be uh, hoping for a win Saturday against Middlesbrough, and then everyone come back injury free from uh, international duty. That'd be a, that'd be a nice couple of weeks for me. Saturday's host Middlesbrough were one of the anti-post favourites for promotion, but they've had a difficult start. Does this make it a bit more difficult in some ways? Um, Listen, they're a good side, you know, they're a good side. They, they, they have been billed as, as promotion favourites, along with Southampton and Leicester. All I'll say is, look what we did to Southampton, you know, at their place. And, and we, there's no reason we can't go up to Middlesbrough and perform exactly the same. I say, a couple of goals away from winning games, you know, and, and Ipswich at home. And, and we, we really, I, I think the performances have warranted a few more points than we've got. Um, but we've got to stick the goals in the net. That's what the that's what the football is all about, you know. And there's different ways of doing that. Um, yeah, looking forward to going up there. Obviously, it's a, it's a long way. Um, it's transfer deadline day, which is I've got my own opinions on this. This this crazy crazy day, what they've put it on. But um, yeah, really really positive. I know there'll be a, a host of travelling QPR fans going up there, getting right behind us. Thank you again. Please get behind us. Let's join in this uh, this shift of of playing the shift of culture here and uh, and really enjoy what, what QPR is becoming because uh, I'm, I'm really excited. Just on team news, with the exception of Jimmy Dunn, are you heading somewhere near a fully fit squad now? Yeah, very near. Lyndon outside, Chris Willock outside, Jake Clark's ultra outside, all training this week. So they're good signs, you know. Um, we've got to make sure that, you know, there's no breakdowns, there's no reoccurrences. That was horrendous last year and... and uh, and Jimmy's probably the only long-termer, but even him after the two weeks, he's probably looking forward to the international break more than anyone because there's no game and it gives him another week to get back. So Jimmy's close, um, but everyone else is uh, is really up to scratch. And uh, and like I said last week, the uh, the performance is what I want again. I want them to perform like that again. I want them to give that. They emptied the tank on the pitch, and that's that's all I've ever wanted as a manager because the other bits we can add will win games but they have to empty the tank again and, uh, and I'm sure they will do. Can't let you go without asking about the, the transfer window which shuts on Friday night as you alluded to. Everyone knows where we are in terms of finances but how likely are we to see movement between now and then? Yeah, listen, I don't want to get everyone excited and say there's 10 players coming in. We, we, we'll probably have a, a quiet, quiet one, quietish. I don't know. Um, I want to keep the best players at this football club. That's, that's important because we need those. But also, if there is a right player, right price, um, you know, right time. Um, we we won't we wouldn't you know just dismiss that. We've got to we've got to play within the rules, but also um, we can we can hopefully get get you know get get things done. You know, maybe um, maybe get some some real bargains or or something to to add to the squad. But I'm really happy where I am. You know, the squad's very good. I want to keep the best players here. 11 o'clock on a Friday night is a crazy, crazy time for the window to close. I'm hoping that we're not the club that I have to go and knock on somebody's door in the hotel and say, you have to go here for a medical or, or this has been agreed. Um, it's going to be mental. 
there's teams all over the country traveling. Um, there's going to be medicals done. DocuSign's all right nowadays. You can do things over the internet, but actually physically getting players to clubs, this is going to be mayhem. There's, you know, we'll be setting off lunchtime tomorrow for Middlesbrough. There's still 12 hours of the window left, you know. Every text message that got us on the bus will be all suspicious of who's, who's that. But um, it's exciting and that's what, that's, what, um, that's what transfer deadline day is. But um, 11 o'clock on a Friday night before a game, it's a crazy time, that I, I feel, you know. I think it could have been done um, Thursday at the actual end of the month. I don't know why they give it the extra day, but the powers that be will know why. Um, like I say, everyone hopefully will be tucked up in bed, ready for the game on Saturday against Middlesbrough. Let's go. So since obviously Middlesbrough is the last game before the first international break of the, the season, what, what happens here at Heston? What will be happening during that international break? Well, I hope quite a lot. Because <laughs> um, we don't know what we're getting in Middlesbrough. Um, we've had a couple of decent performances. And, um, but we need points. Uh, we need improvements in all aspects. Uh, because that's what you're playing for, points. So I would hope during an international break, some of the guys will obviously go away. So we keep our fingers crossed that they go away and they come back healthy for ready when we play Sunderland. But whilst the, the, the boys are here, I think it's a time to, to really bed down what, for Gareth and his staff, what they're going to do. And there's been a slight change, or there's been a, a big change, whichever way you want to look at it in the last few weeks. I think that's coincided with positive performances. That's still in its infancy, you know, so, I think it's an ideal time away from game situations where you can bed down, you can work on certain things. You know, we've just sat through a couple of little ins and that's where you can that's where you can really work on. Some players might need happen with their fitness levels, as has been discussed, uh, some tactical things, you know, some set plays. But I would hope in that two weeks we can really use that uh, wisely and well so that when we come back, hopefully after a good result and performance at Middlesbrough, ready for the Sunderland game, a clean bill of health, raring to go and kick on for the next little stint before the next international break in October. Perfect. A safe journey to everyone that's heading to the Riverside. And if you're not, you can join Andy Sinton and Nick London on QPR Plus. But as always, since thank you. Pleasure. This has been the Rangers Report and come on you are.